hello everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso. I'll be your host today as we dive into the topic. So thanks for jumping on board with us. Boy, it seems like from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. When even the experts sound convincing, but they disagree, how do we cut through the noise? And when information overload leaves us frustrated, how do we sift through it all and choose what actually governs our lives? Well, our leadership here at Grace has been processing and praying about these things, and we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Jeff, how are we doing today, buddy? Pretty good. Hanging in there. Ohio State's playing for a championship. God is good. I mean, right? All the time. <laughs> uh, it is awesome. It is a great day to be an Ohio sports fan, at yeah. least until Sunday. <laughs> I, yeah, but we don't get a lot of this. You got to admit, like the, oh. the Browns in something and Ohio State, I mean, it, it's it's a new thing. It really is a new thing. If you're it, a long-suffering fan around it, here. If you feel 2020 was a unique year, this is just like the capstone on the uniqueness of it, Unique what got is the, the word we're going with? You well, know, I was trying to be, you know, play, it's a new year. I'm trying not to be as negative. There you go. I like uh, that. So. I like that. Um, but yeah, and then, uh, you know, we got to pray for Coach Stefanski. Uh, that's right. Uh, that's a bummer. That is a bummer. But that's all right. That's the life of a Browns fan. He was fan diagnosed with COVID for all of you who have no idea what we're talking that's about. That's right. So. Yeah. Like, why would it, and who's Coach Stefanski? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you the don't Browns know, head coach. <laughs> if you didn't know who Coach Stefanski was, then, it was already over. Then <laughs> the first three minutes of this podcast have been a waste of your life. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, from Jeff Bogue to comedians, no. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. Well, um, here we are. We're sitting here in the beginning of 2021. And Jeff, there's been a trend, I feel like, on social media where something spikes, something happens. And honestly, this has happened a lot during this last year that was so, quote unquote, unique. Mm-hmm. Um, but people would respond with something like, I'm sending my thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a very common response. We see it even on like news anchors during serious times. They'll say something like that. We see it all over social media. But then there's another trend that kind of follows right behind that where people start to wonder, well, what good does that even do? Because, oh, we're just praying to some genie in the sky and what's he actually up to? Yeah. So, Jeff, when we're, when we're, it seems like sometimes, at least from the outside world, that prayer doesn't work. So, what does our mindset need to be if we're a follower of Jesus, and how do we help other people see how that plays out? Well, that's a great question, and, and you do see that a lot. You know, every time that something tragic happens, uh, you'll see that. Every time, you know, that a lot of people are displeased with uh, politics and the election sure. and the direction of the country. Um, and uh, in fact, there's riots in Washington today, you know, and so people, you'll see a lot like we're praying for the country or pray for this country, those yep. kind of things. And um, and I think all of that uh, can be good, uh, but this is what I would say. I think people misunderstand prayer. Hmm. And I think at the when, – when someone says, my prayers aren't working – <laughs> the the minute that you uh, would say that to me, or maybe you th- just think that yourself, I would say it, it, if you said that statement that my prayers aren't working, then that would immediately kind of raise a flag in my mind that you may not fully understand the purpose of prayer. Yeah. So the purpose of prayer, prayer is in general. I'm totally generalizing right now, so please don't email me about it. But. Uh, <laughs> In general, prayer is 
two things that happen simultaneously. So prayer is me asking, and that is a very important thing. We we make our request known to God. Yep. We go boldly into the throne room of Christ. We cast all of our anxieties and our cares upon him because he cares for us. So we petition the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus prays for us. Mm-hmm. He sits at the right hand of the Father. He prays for us. So prayer is asking, and equally important, prayer is listening, mm-hmm. right? So prayer prayer is not a spiritual shopping list. You know, God make my help me get an A plus, make my marriage better, and line the country up the way that I wish that it was lined up. Like prayer, prayer is not a, a, a spiritual shopping list. Prayer is a relational interaction, right? So just like I, I wouldn't go home to Heidi and say, here are, here are the uh, 15 things I want from you today, and mm-hmm. I'll give you a new list tomorrow. <laughs> and then if Heidi didn't do those 15 things, me looking and saying, well, I guess the list giving doesn't work, mm-hmm. right? That's not a relationship, right? Right. So what I would do and what I do do actually throughout the day, every day I've talked to Heidi twice a day and texted a bunch about – Everything from how's your day to we have an appointment tonight, you know. Um, I interact with her relationally all day. And sometimes that interaction is very matter of fact. Hey, we got to be there at 6 tonight. Uh, sometimes that that uh, interaction is very uh, deeply intimate and personal. This is how I feel or how I feel about you, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? And, and you combine all of that, and that's a relationship. We do that in our friendship. Sure. We were just joking about football, and then we'll, you and your wife and uh, daughter were over the other night, and we were talking everything about the church to old jokes with each other right. to meaningful things, you know? So it, it's like that is what prayer is. So, so the, Paul says, he says we're to pray without the old terminology is th- ceasing. Right. The newer translations would say continuously. We are also to rejoice continuously, you know, and we're to seek God continuously. And then he says that is God's will. Mm-hmm. So prayer is that. Like it's, it's a really big deal. Prayer is not now I lay me down to sleep. Prayer is not a, a rote. It's not a memorized thing that I say for good luck. It's a relational conversation interaction with God. So when I say prayer isn't working, what I mean is God isn't doing what I ask him to do. Right. And what I would say is, well, what did he say to you instead? Mm-hmm. That's really good. Right? And, and so prayer is working when I hear from God, not just when God hears, hears from me. And most, most folks... Uh, don't think about that part of it. They mm-hmm. don't listen to the Lord. They don't interact with the Lord. And so if, if I said to Heidi, um, I want pizza tonight, and she said, well, I already made soup, I wouldn't say, well, Heidi's not working. <laughs> right? I would say, oh, she communicate. Oh, okay, soup's fine. Great. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would, she would communicate something different to me. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I, I think that's the foundation of, of a lot of why we think that way. Yeah, I think that, that perfect soup pizza analogy is so good because when you talk to that person, they can easily just look right back at you and say, I had something else in mind. Yeah. And so you're like, God, 
heal me. Uh, God helped the country. God fixed this relationship. And he's like, I have a different pathway in mind. Or even if we look back at 2020, God fixed 2020. He's like, I got something different in mind. That, that's right. And and the, you know, I said last uh, weekend in this, and we started a, a series. If you guys are watching this later, it'll be on the website. It's called Resolved. And the first week of Resolved, we started last week. And, um, and I said in that that series uh, that that when when we when we're navigating through uh, the year, what happens is this: um, if we don't learn to trust the sovereignty of God, and sovereignty of God in a in a nutshell means God's in control of all things at all times. That's, that's what it means in a nutshell. If I don't trust that most of the rest of my spiritual journey won't make sense. Right. I, I think after salvation, which is the key element in our spiritual journey, or, or at least the beginning element of our spiritual journey, I think learning to trust God's sovereignty is right up there in the top five <laughs> of things that, that we have to get our head around on. And when I don't trust the sovereignty of God— what I will keep doing is I will keep asking God to remove me from circumstances that he placed me in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our prayers are uh, centered around that, right? So, like, e- even, like, you know, we were talking earlier, you know, the, the protesters just stormed the Capitol building and the election and Biden and Trump and all that kind of stuff. And... Um, even like God fixed this country, well, what part of it? Right. Right? So when we say God fixed this country, we, we have like a really clear definition in our mind of what that means. Well, somebody else would have a very clear definition in their mind about what that means. And God is the one who, Daniel chapter 2, who raises up and tears down kingdoms and kings. So God is doing something different. And God, uh, if you prayed like crazy that that Trump would be elected and he's not, um, is God sovereign? And if you prayed like crazy that the Republicans would win the Senate seats in Georgia, and it looks, as of this recording, it looks like they didn't. Um, so is he sovereign? Did he, did he not hear your prayer? Right. Or did he have a, you know, and I go back, sometimes we're, we're so caught up in our own circumstances. I always go back, I'm a little bit of a history buff. I go back to like World War II. Sure. I'm praying like crazy that the war be ended. I'm praying like crazy that my son comes home. Heidi and I were talking on New Year's Eve. Uh, we were going home. For, we spent some time with our with our close friends, and um, we're driving home. And I said, uh, we're like, man, it's great 2020 is over, <laughs> uh, even though nothing changed, sure. you know, but yep. it's like it still feels good. And I said, you know, honey, I said, when I am uh, dialed into God, I need to remember that if this was 1941, three of our boys would be off to war and our fourth son would be on his way. Yep. So maybe 2020 wasn't so bad. But did God not hear those prayers? Mm-hmm. Or 
or did the people praying them not hear God? Mm-hmm. Right? And that's tough stuff. I mean, because <laughs> when, when, well, when your loved one's dying of cancer, you're not, you're not praying a selfish prayer. When your kid's sick, you're not right. being shallow, materialistic. I mean, that's incredible. I'm, I'm sure when my, when my brother was um, killed in a car accident and, and he was dying in the hospital, I can't imagine how fervent my parents' prayers were. But they didn't walk away saying God didn't hear us. They walked away trusting that God had a different plan. And they had, I watched them kind of find their sanity and their landing point because they trusted that plan and they kind of heard that, uh, quote unquote, heard that from God in their times of prayer. Yeah, it, I can't help it being a dad. Just one of the things you said really jogged my memory, or or I should say my understanding that like when my six-year-old daughter comes to me with something I can't fix or I don't want to do, I still want her to come to me. Yeah. So like if she falls down and skins her knee, she's going to come, Daddy, like I hurt myself. Now, I'm not going to just obviously I'm not going to just make it go away. Um, and God's not going to necessarily do that either, but I still want her to come to me. I'll, I'll help her out. I'll be there with her. I'll comfort her through it. I'll clean it up, put a bandaid on it. I'll, I'll walk her through that skin knee. And then even when she comes to me and says, daddy, I want ice cream for dinner. I'm still going to say no, but I still want to talk to her about it. I want to engage her about it. And it's like, when we go to God with these things, we have to be ready to receive his version of the answer. We don't always see the whole picture. Yeah, and and I I agree and and you know as a, as a as a father, you cannot love more intensely than you love your children, even your wife. I mm-hmm. mean, that's just the truth. And and a mature husband and wife know that. <laughs> sure, yep. You know, cuz I picked her, she picked me, but God gifted me with these kids, you know. So you you think about I, I think about a parent like we had a, a a precious little one pass away here recently from a, a brain tumor. We prayed fervently for mm-hmm. that little girl. I mean, fasted, prayed, and God. I, I don't think God ignored us. No, I, I think He was doing something different. And th- this is where, like this, this is the sovereignty talk. It's the His ways are higher than my ways. I'm not called to understand God. I am called to trust him. Right. And those are very different things. And and prayer, I am told by Jesus to make my request known. Mm-hmm. I think you should pray for anything that's uh not outside the ungod that's not ungodly. <laughs> right, right. You know? So I, I think absolutely, just like a child, my kids, I want them to ask me for everything. I don't give them everything. Um, except my daughter, I do give her everything, but, but, um, but I think we have to learn that my, my faith in God is grown deeper and stronger when he says no, Mm -hmm. that's when I'm actually trusting him. And, And that, that's when I'm, that's when my faith is actually deepening when, when he is not giving me what I am asking for. And I don't I don't think it's always because we ask for you know you know the the James passage talks about, you know, you you uh I think you wrote down here, yeah, James four, you desires um 
you desire but you do not have, so you kill, you covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God, and when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your own pleasures. I'm not even talking about that. Right. That That's selfish, materialistic, prosperity gospel nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know, give me, give me a $65 million jet. When my dad was asking God to spare his eight-year-old son's life, right. I don't think my dad was being selfish. Nope. Right? But God didn't. Mm-hmm. Now, when my dad prayed for comfort, that prayer was answered. Yep. When I, my dad prayed um, to uh, lead his family through this, that prayer was answered. When my dad prayed for deeper faith, that prayer was answered. And by the way, when my dad prayed for another child, which that would be me, <laughs> that prayer was answered. I was, I was born because my brother passed away. Sure. Right? And so that was that prayer was answered. So it's like God didn't answer my prayer, but he answered all kinds of them, but he took your life in a direction. Now, why did my brother have to die? I have no idea. Right. And my dad didn't, and my mom didn't, and they're with the Lord now, and so they know now. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. walking by faith. Yep. And, and if, if you said, well, so you would be born, Jeff, I'm like, that is the worst. Don't ever say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that's like the worst answer ever to something. The honest answer is I don't know, I, but I have to trust the Lord or I'm going to lose my mind. Right. And he's proven himself not only contemporarily, like right now in our personal history, but all the way back through Scripture, that he's worth trusting. Right. And that, so this isn't like, oh, let's pick a verse and see it says you can trust God when you pray. I mean, you think all the way back to Abraham, not knowing where he was going when God said to follow him, Moses you know, leading the people through the—I don't even know how to speak. I'm kind of tongue-tied at the moment when I even say that. Uh, you know, I'm willing, leading people through the wilderness. You have David. I mean, you just read some of the Psalms. He's like, God— I don't understand this. Yeah. Why won't you do this? Jeremiah. And then even Jesus in the garden. Now, that's a unique relationship. He's like, you know, hey, G- God, if the Father, if you want to do this a little bit differently, I'm game for that. But your will be done. And yeah. then even Paul, you know, he's got this whole thorn in the flesh thing, prayed for it fervently. God, take this from me. But you know what? If God can be glorified. So it's it's this, all of these people I mentioned, they're they're learning about how to trust their good, good father. Yeah. And so that's just absolutely incredible. Uh, Jeff, let's take one more quick spin on today's contemporary uh, situation, right? You mentioned a couple times that today there are these riots that are hitting uh, our Capitol building in D.C. and stuff like that. So in the context of what we just talked about, Mm -hmm. how should we be praying? I trust my Heavenly Father way more than my Uncle Sam. Mm. And so if, if I'm going to cry out, I'm going to cry out to God. I'm not going to cry out to a government. And, and um, the government, human governments by their nature are always corrupt. And I did not say Democrats are always corrupt, and I did not say Republicans are always corrupt. I said governments are corrupt, yep. which is make up of both of those things. And so I don't place my hope in that. And I, I think I, um, 
I told you, you know, if, as a pastor, if you ever want to be discouraged as a pastor or a small group leader, uh, read social media. <laughs> and and people will express themselves on social media, and, and sometimes I'll look and I'll think, oh, my, that's what they actually think. And I see that cry. I, I have political opinions. I have political preferences. And I have my biggest frustration with Washington, D.C. is always poor leadership. Sure, yep. Right? I think that <clears throat> what Antifa was doing was ungodly and wicked and anarchy. And I think what was happening today was ungodly and wicked and anarchy. Yep. What was happening today, many of those people were in church on Sunday <laughs> at their churches around the country. And I'm like, wait a minute, we're, we're worshiping a God that we say that we honor and we serve. We are quick to say we are one nation under God, but we don't trust God with our nation. <laughs> and, and everything I read in the book— um, would say that he is the one who raises up kings. Well, they ripped off the election. I don't know that that's spiritually possible. <laughs> right. Well, it was unfair. I I don't like unfairness. I don't like incompetence. They're they're godless. I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I just think all sides are. And so I'm I'm watching pe the same people who would say protect our religious freedoms would not trust the God that they want the freedom to, to worship. <laughs> now, I think the other end of it is just as wicked. So the, the Antifa end of it is godless. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're never going to listen to me. Sure. So it, to me, it, it, um, I'm a competitive person. I like to win. Sure. So, like, I, I actually don't like Michigan, <laughs> you know? Like, I, I actually have to keep that in check, yeah. you know? And so I, I realized that when my kids were little, my, uh, the, uh, my kids ran into a guy with a Michigan hat on, and they yelled at him and told him, you suck. And I'm like, oh, I have taken this way too far, you know? So I had to keep that in check. Um, and so on all issues, I'm kind of that way. But I'm like, I, I want we should be beseeching the Lord and the Lord. I, I bet you in the last hundred years, this country hasn't been as prayed for as it was in the last four months. Mm -hmm. But the people who prayed for it have to trust the God they prayed to. Mm -hmm. And, and perhaps he knows that governmental power also can tend to corrupt the message of the gospel mm -hmm. and cause us to put our hope in the wrong things. So maybe because he loves us and because he wants the gospel to be purified, he moved a nation in a different way. Maybe he, maybe it's something that's going to happen 500 years from now. I don't know. Right. Right, but but I know I have to, I have to trust the God that I pray to, mm -hmm. you know. And so, and I don't I don't want to indict all Christians. I hate that. Yep. Right. I there's probably fifty people who broke into the Capitol, and it's their fault. Mm -hmm. You know, I I I feel that way about the riots in the summer and the fall. 
I'm like, yeah, probably the hundred people who assaulted the police are jerks. Everybody else might have had a very different agenda out there. So I think we have to be balanced and all that. I, I would just say whether it's my relationships, my career, my health, my family, my future, my country, why pray to a God that you don't trust? Mm-hmm. And him not doing what we want him to do is not him proving himself untrustworthy. The other half of prayer has to kick in. Mm-hmm. Where if not that, then, Lord, that's what I want. If not that, then what do you want? And lead me toward there. And, and there's tons of answers, uh, tons of answers about what the Lord's will in those is in those ways. We just don't always like them as much. Absolutely. One of the passages that's come to mind as you talk about that, because what I'm, what I'm loving and what I'm hearing is our wish list to God, those versions of prayers, we don't know how that's going to play out. We don't know how God's going to answer those. But one thing that we do know from the scriptures, when we spend time with him, and one of the key ways to do that is through prayer, that we're going to start to see a fruit in our lives. The Galatians 5 says it's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And when those things start to become more a part of our lives and then we're navigating with our neighbor, our family member, our coworker, our classmate about the riots in D.C. or what do we do now or I'm not sure I trust this, but now we're operating from that, that, that uh, position of godliness God's answering our prayer in a way that we never expected yeah. by helping us be agents of actually influencing and impacting people in a really neat way. The, the gospel of Jesus Christ, to this day, this day, spreads the fastest under political persecution. Yep. I just got goosebumps. I love it. I love it. Church is growing the fastest in China and Iran. Right. So what God's up to, what we want him to be up to, those are always the questions we have to wrestle with. Yeah, I love it. Well, thanks for diving into that uh, with us today. I hope that that was helpful and fruitful, and I also hope that it motivates you to go and pray uh, and spend time with God and really seek his heart and see how you can be a part of what he's doing. If you'd like to submit questions for future episodes of Mixed Messages, you can do so by going to our website, bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. Thank you for submitting all of those. And of course, if we can help you take any unique next steps, we'd love to do that. And so this week, reach out to us, whether it's through social media or through our website contact, you can do that. Subscribe to us, follow us, hit us up with those messages, and we'll help you out as you navigate all these things as best as we possibly can. Feel free to join us on the weekend. As Jeff mentioned, we're in the middle of a series called Resolve, so you can follow along online if you're not in the area, or if you are, feel free to stop on out at our Bath campus there. Thanks again for joining us today as we continue to seek God and His voice through all of the mixed messages around us. See you next time.